Oh, baby. How about it, everyone? Welcome to Chatterbox Bearcats, talking about another Cincinnati Bearcats win as the Cats improved to 7-0 and on the season. The football season came and went. It seemed like every single one of these post-game shows, I came out here with a frown on my face. I was disgusted with what I saw. This is a thing of beauty. I have not had this much fun watching a Bearcats team in, I guess, since the last time they started 7-0, which was 2017-2018. We're going to get into a bunch of that, but if you like the show, be sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, leave it a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. That will make sure that the algorithm pumps this show to you, and we need you in those chat rooms. Next weekend, the Xavier Musketeers and the Crosstown Shootout. You know those trolls. You know those trolls are going to be at Dana Gardens on their phone at the Cats win. We need you there. We need you there in the chat room uh, breaking it down after the Muskies game. But first of all, let's break down the game today against Florida Gulf Coast. Cincinnati, I kind of buried the lead. I just introed the show and, and did not mention that the Bearcats won the game. Um, or I did when I said they're 7-0. But I did not mention how much they won the game by. It was an ass-kicking. 99-62, the final score. They take down Florida Gulf Coast. This is not the same uh, Dunk City squad that we saw about a decade ago. But the Bearcats shot at 56% from the floor, 11 of 19 from three. When UC is shooting 11 of 19 from three, similar numbers to what they did in that Georgia Tech game. And, and Georgia Tech, since that UC game, has beaten a ranked Mississippi State team and a ranked Duke team. So UC may have just taken down a decent team at Georgia Tech. And uh, I think UC could take down a lot of very good teams this year if they continue to shoot 11 of 19 from three. Cats dominated the boards, um, and, and there was no question that they wouldn't dominate the boards when you saw the size advantage that they had. 46-23 in favor of the Bearcats. UC's running out a 6'11 power forward and a 7-foot center. They have size for days, and it makes me warm and fuzzy inside. Lockett and Frederick led the way with 19 points each. Dan Skillings went one of seven. Uh, but he did grab 12 rebounds. So the fact that the Cats are able to overcome Dan Skillings going just one of seven from the floor and winning by 37 with no Simas Lukosius, who was out uh, with soreness after being hit by a car, the good news is there. They did say that Simas will play in the Crosstown shootout. But it goes to show you, this team is deep. Off the bench, they can get it done. Really liked what I saw today from the Bearcats again. Let's run through the box score. Aziz Bandego. 10 points on 5 of 8 shooting. Victor Locken once again led the way, or co-led the way, with 19 points and 9 rebounds. Also 6 assists. Stuff in the stat sheet, Victor. John Newman had 7 points and 4 boards. 7 points for Day-Day Thomas. 19, the co-leader, for C.J. Fr Frederick, who was uh, 5 of 6 from outside the arc. Odeo Guama had 13 points and 4 rebounds. Jizzle James had 9 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Josh Reed had four points and five rebounds. Dan Skillings, I mentioned the three points, but he did have the 12 boards and four assists. And then C.J. Anthony played for five minutes and scored eight points. How about that from C.J. Anthony? Um, let's start it off, though, with a little random out of the gym. It's as simple as that. It wasn't even close. There was an oop seven seconds approximately into this game. Bearcats won the tip. Day-Day had it, looked up the floor, and from about five feet past the three-point line, found Aziz Bandego on the oop who flushed it home. And I'm like, I've seen that 
story many times from the Houston Cougars. I've seen that a couple times when Houston played UC. That's how those games would get started. They'd get the tip, they'd go down the floor, they'd lob it up, and that place would be rocking seven seconds into the game. The Bearcats did it today. That's the type of team we're looking at, folks. Why did FGCU want to run? That's what I want to know. Because every single time they went to Kelsey Conway's report, she was like, I was behind the bench, and coach said that this team wants to run. Every time they get the ball, they want to run, they want to run. And then five minutes later, the play-by-play guy, Manzini, and Terry Nelson would be like, oh, they're just exhausted. They got their hands on their knees. They can't run. I'm like, what hell are you doing, coach? They got like six guys running around against the, the deepness of this Bearcats team, and you're trying to run them? You're trying to run Cincinnati off the floor? I think Cincinnati's fine in transition. John Newman, uh, Day-Day Thomas, Jizzle James, Bandago thrives in transition. He can run. Um, when you get in transition, you get open looks for CJ Frederick. Like, why would you, why would you want to run on the Bearcats? You got Aziz Bandago coming from behind, ready to swat it. If he's not there, seven foot Victor Lockin is, but they were trying to run. Uh, when Dan Skillings goes one of seven and you win by 37, that's when you know you have a really deep team. We got used to teams like last year's with, with David DeJulius and Landers Nolly and years prior, Jaron Cumberland. Uh, having a lion's share of the points and, and taking the bulk responsibility there. Decade before that or six years before that, Sean Kilpatrick does the same thing. Uh, Deontay Vaughn did the same thing there for a minute. So a lot of these Bearcats teams in years past, in the last 15, 20 years, have been very top-heavy when it comes to their scoring. This team has multiple guys that can beat you. C.J. Frederick has thrown up goose eggs multiple times this year, including last game at Howard. Puts up a casual 19 today. Couldn't miss a shot. I love it. I absolutely love how this team spreads the wealth. Victor Locken leads the way again. He scored 7-8 and eight in his first two games this season. Has been outstanding the last five games. Averaging 18.5 over those five games. Is he a superstar? Is he all Big 12 Conference? We'll see. When the competition picks up, we'll see if Victor can be this consistent. But right now, grabbing nine boards to go along with his 19 today and dishing out six assists and once again hitting a three-pointer on his only attempt, what can't Victor Locken do? This guy's a hell of a player. Bandago being down low really changes this team. All of a sudden, we went from, God, we're going to get destroyed by Houston on the boards once again. It's going to be Oguama and Victor Locken. We've seen this story. You add in just one seven-footer, like Aziz, who can control the paint defensively and make sure that no one has a comfortable time going down the lane at any point in the game. That's a game-changer. Just, just him standing there. And then the lob threat comes into play. He can run the floor. Uh, Ten points. On the game, once again today, his minutes are finally going up. He's at about 23, averaged about 29 last year. So I'd expect him to keep um, gaining more and more minutes as the season goes on. But Bandago, man, I mean, he just changes this team a ton. And I hated how the Bearcats have been bullied the last four or five years since Cronin left, really. That defensive philosophy that the Cats had, it was gone. It was a lot of run and gun. It was chucking up a ton of three-pointers. When they did win games, they would have to you know, score 80 points and outscore some of these teams. They weren't grinding it out like they used to. And now they can score and they can grind you out defensively and beat you by 40 points. We love that. 
Bearcats are 7-0 on the season, folks. It's been a while. Uh, they've been in the spot many times in the last couple decades. But it's been a while since they got over the hump to 8-0. The last time they were 7-0 was Gary Clark's senior year in 17-18. They lost at Centos Center on that eighth game. Get over the damn hump this time, folks. Get over the hump. Um, before that, when they were 7-0, they lost to Butler. You remember that game? Uh, before that, they lost to New Mexico um, when they were 7-0. You got to go back to Kashmir Wright's senior year since the Cats team started off the year 8-0. Uh, it was that year that uh, to, to go 7-0, Kashmir Wright actually hit that jumper against Alabama at the buzzer. I was in attendance. Great time. Electric at the old fifth third. And um, that was the last season that a Bearcats team, I think it was in like, uh, what, 2012? That sounds about right. That um, 2012-13, I believe, since the Cats team has started 8-0. But I think this team should be ranked on Monday. And if you're listening to this podcast or watching this video after Monday and the Cats aren't ranked, then shame on you, AP poll. Shame on you, voters. This is a top 25 team. They're 7-0. They've beaten Georgia Tech. They survived a road game at Howard. Look, they haven't beaten great teams. We get it. It's the way they've won. It's the eye test. This is a top 25 team right now. They have no weaknesses. At least as of now, maybe we find out what their weaknesses are come conference play, but they can shoot. They have physical guards. They have quickness at the guard position. They have a big center that's seven foot that can run the floor and defend. They got a big forward that's 6'11", that can stretch the floor, knock down threes, grab rebounds. They have a guy that comes off the bench that grabs seven, eight rebounds in his sleep and Dan Skillings. They have a coach that he's the next Bob Huggins, baby. I'm going to say it. We got a coach that's on the rise. Uh, one of the great young coaches in college basketball that Roy Williams advocates for, that a lot of North Carolina fans hope coaches their Tar Heels someday, and the Bearcats have them. What don't they have right now? A quality win. That's what they don't have, and hopefully they get that against Xavier as a ranked team. Maybe they're not ranked and just receiving votes in the AP poll, but regardless, they're going to be right there. Shout out Joe Lenardi, kind of. He doesn't have the Bearcats in the field, but he does have them as the first four out. It has been so long since we can look at those bracketology projections and actually believe that the Bearcats may be in the mix. They're in the mix right now. They're in the mix. Stack up a few decent non-conference wins in Xavier and Dayton, and you're going into the Big 12 looking at 500, getting you back to the NCAA tournament, and that could get you a decent seed, actually, with a 500 record in this year's Big 12. It's that good. I mean, damn, BYU's ranked. Kansas is ranked in the top 10. Houston's ranked in the top 10. Um, the list goes on and on of teams that are stout in this league. No one seems to be horrible. UC's going to have their chances for quality wins. As of right now, they don't have them. Last point I wanted to get to, Jizzle James. Starting point guard? I think so. Hear ye. Hear ye. By the end of this season, Jizzle James is going to be the Cincinnati Bearcats starting point guard. Is that the first starting point guard the Cats would have since I think Adams Woods may have started some games in his freshman year, actually. But if not, it, it would probably be since Devin Downey or maybe Kashmir Wright. Um, one of those three guys, I would say. But um, he's getting more minutes as Jizzle. 18 points or 18 minutes today, I should say, as compared to Day Day Thomas's 20 minutes. 
And I thought Jizzle outplayed Day-Day once again. And if Jizzle wins the starting job, it's not because Day-Day isn't a very high-quality D1 basketball player. It's just because Jizzle's going to take it. Jizzle's good, man. He's got that little mid-range jumper that we saw on the baseline today. Strength to get through uh, traffic and score in the paint. Lightning quick. Three-point shot leaves a lot to be desired. But we'll get there one step at a time. But Jizzle's good, man. Nine points, five boards, four assists for Jizzle today in those 18 minutes. Let's get him some more minutes. I'd love to see him be the starting point guard and think he will be the starting point guard by the time this season ends. Book it. Last thing, Xavier is up next. They're 4-4 four and four on the season after losing at Centos Center to Houston. They have a loss to Oakland. They're not great by any means as of now. And it's a completely different roster than last year. The entire starting lineup different. Uh, Fremantle is injured, so we will not see Zach Fremantle. You're not going to recognize any of these names. Sule Boom, gone. Kunkel, gone. Fremantle, Nunji, gone. Like, the entire cast of characters that beat up on the Cats for the last four or five years. At this point, how many have we lost in a row? I, I think it's... When's the last time they won? The last time they won was Jaron Cumberland's um, junior year. It was the year that it was the first year of fifth third It was the last time Cincinnati won a game. So since then they've lost two at fifth third and they've lost a couple at Centos as well. So they've lost four in a row, but the alumni team won in Centos. Maybe that broke the curse. Uh, it would be the first time that a Bearcats team won in Centos and, and the X fans will say that the Bearcats have never won at Centos. David Weston get hurt. We would have won that game. You guys lost by 20. Shut the hell up. Anyways, Xavier is up next. Here's the deal. I'm not talking about this game by myself. I need my man Houdini to break it down with me. So we are going to do a uh, show later on this week. We're going to put it on YouTube, put it on the podcast app. It'll be 20 minutes of nothing but Xavier talk. Talk about the entire series as a whole. Um, it's Xavier hate week. Give some predictions. See what the spread is. Bring up the spread. And uh, just talk. Crosstown shootout, one of the great rivalries in college basketball that has not gone Cincinnati's way since I turned into a man, and really my entire life for that matter. So that's coming up later on this week. This is Chatterbox Bearcats. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Bearcats are 7-0 on the season after a 99-62 win over Florida Gulf Coast. If you like the show, again, subscribe, give it the thumbs up, leave a comment on the podcast app, the five-star reviews are very, I'm thankful for them. That's a great Christmas present to your man. Have a good one, everyone.